What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Boys at 161st Street. Thanks for joining us today, as always. Before we get this rolling, we would really appreciate it if you guys could take two seconds and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. All right, that's enough begging. This is another episode of Roll Call, a miniseries where we individually talk about each player on the Yankees. 15 minutes starts now. Welcome back. This is the episode all about our man, Joe Random, DJ himself. What do we think about DJ? I mean, DJ was a steal. I don't know how we... I mean, did you guys expect that to happen when we acquired DJ from the Rockies? Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, did he, he I, didn't even know. start on opening day. No, no Troy Tulowitzki did. Who would have imagined that? Broke Bones Tulowitzki started over LeMahieu. Could you imagine? I remember... I remember the day we signed him, though. I remember we got DJ LeMahieu, and I knew he won a batting title, and I was excited about it. And I tried to get other people excited about it, and they are like, he's no Machado. And I was like, yeah, I know he's not, but like, he's that's a pretty <laughs> good signing for what, for what we like, paid him. I was really happy about it. And then I was just like, I don't know. Like, he might not start for us because the whole Glaber at second. And yeah, it just seemed like a misfit as far as positionally, like where is he yeah. going to play? Yeah. And then everyone got injured and it just fell into place. But yeah. um, I remember they signed him two years, 24 million. The Rockies signed uh, uh, Daniel Murphy to two years, $24 yeah. million. So they yeah. chose Daniel Murphy, who should be in the American League DHing yeah. over LeMahieu, which made no sense. Like they That kind of like worried idiots. me. I was like, well, if the Rockies don't want him, like what's wrong? Why are, with we, him? Why are we getting him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he actually turned out to be one of the people who there's nothing wrong with him, and he didn't get injured. So that would be a concern, too. Like, is there a, like underlying injury there that they just haven't re-signed him for? And he ended up playing nearly the whole season last year, like the only one. So, I mean, who, who are other names on that list? Who's the – there was one second baseman that I think the Mets picked up that we were also looking at, lefty, a switch hitter. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember either. Regardless, he – I thought it just came back to me. But anyway, DJ ended up being everything we wanted in a free agent. And I don't want to be that guy to say I did predict it, but I was like Kev a little bit in, in that, like, you do notice that he did win a batting title. So this didn't come out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, I was like, oh, is it a course field effect? What's his home road yeah. splits? Um, like, all that kind of stuff. But then you watch him play every day. Like, after – I want to say like a month of watching him play every day, you realize like, oh, he's just a really good baseball player. Yep. And he's like not going to wow you with home runs. He's not going to like do anything where you're like, holy crap, that's a that's a Twitter viral like highlight. But he's just good at everything. Yeah. I remember listening to your podcast last year and didn't – was it Scott that predicted – that he would get like 22 home runs and you called him crazy, right? <laughs> I thought he was crazy. I didn't know the balls were going to be juiced. <laughs> yeah. You called him crazy. And I remember never that stuck out to me. He no. never hit 20 home runs in Coors Field. Why the fuck would he hit 20 home runs <laughs> like all of a sudden? Oh, he never hit juiced. more than 15. Yeah. He never hit more than 15. Okay, and I, I remember thinking about it. I was like, I, when he started going, it was like a little run and you guys would bring it up often. I was like, 
he's gonna get this. He he might smash this. Yeah, I think. And he then he like, actually got to it. He got twenty six. He hit like seven home runs in May or something like that. So yeah. I was like, oh, he's definitely going to get it. But it was still close towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Then doesn't that mean I kind of win the argument because like he's not a, really a 20 home run hitter? So that's what no. we were saying. The argument was 25% or 24% <laughs> more. And if you look back to the year before, he had 15. So he literally had nearly exactly 24% more home runs. So what was the bet? It was 15 or over 20? 20. 20. 20 over 20 okay so i think you do win then that's no the like 100 percent. you don't because he hit 26 <laughs> home runs but <laughs> because i mean i i do get your point it's you, a good you bet. were on track bet on scott's behalf too because he maybe he looked deep into the analytics because he's a he's a like he, he, he doesn't get he can't spell pop. analytics <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know he doesn't like all the nerds and stuff like that but he does spray it to apo taco a lot and yes. that does bode well for yankee stadium and honestly Watching it just with the eye test, you see how many hits to opposite field all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one in Houston, that one was opposite field too. I mean, that yeah, one. that's see. Uh, I was thinking about this. Um, I forget who, what the conversation I was having is like. What are potentially the biggest home runs in baseball history that we'd look back and be like, "Wow, that's like a home run you're always going to watch and remember," but then are erased because of the game result. I was mm-hmm. thinking Lemayhews in Game Six of last year. Soriano's in 2001 of Game Seven, mm-hmm. and also Rajai Davis in um, yeah, yep. and Game Seven. Like if the Indians win that World Series, Rajai Davis has like has a top a five home top five home run of all time in Major League <laughs> yep. Baseball history. Yeah, and now and could you like, imagine if the Yankees go to the World Series after DJ's? Right. That would have been unreal. so. It's just like erased from existence. Yeah. yeah, just imagine the momentum shift, though. I mean, I thought there was the shift right there, and then Altuve knew what was coming so if they didn't cheat he is like the hero of new york and honestly putting together the highlights i put like a highlight thing of all like my favorite memories of like recent years it's still up there for me i mean i know obviously it would amplify it so much more if it meant more like we moved on after that but that was still one of the craziest moments ever i've never felt my heart race more than that moment me and kev were at a bar at our school and I remember because right before that, I was as low as I could ever be. Mm-hmm. Like I was we weren't talking. Low. Nobody would talk to each other. <laughs> we were all just like, okay, we're mentally slowly inning by inning. We're giving up. Like the season is slowly being taken away from us. And I was literally, if we're putting to put a percentage at it, the season was 1% left. Like I was like, my heart was, was going to be written. Yeah, yeah, no, it literally was. Strikes on it too, right? It was like <laughs> last out. But then he hits it and I've never jumped higher in my life and i actually i told you the story of when i i like just had to i hit something and i hit the jukebox next to me and that thing just like went black and i was like okay and I the bouncers thought the bouncers legitimately thought that like there was a riot because like we the whole place went nuts and people weren't even baseball fans we were going crazy like well i'm a baseball fan obviously but like the people around me like <laughs> other people they yeah. just were like they were like i, I guess we scream now yeah, yeah. they're so screaming they, so they i'm just gonna like, scream yeah yeah, and then right just, after like, that, it was crazy. But it lasted oh, like fell. 30 <laughs> seconds. I know. Yeah, like, I fell. I fell I, to the ground. Animal. The guy tried to kick me out. Because <laughs> the bouncers, there are dickheads. So I, I fell. Like, once Altuve made contact, I just fell on the ground. And the bouncer came and goes, all right, bud, that's enough. You got to go. And I just <laughs> wouldn't even speak to him. I didn't, like, defend myself. I just looked at the screen and just made a, a death stare. Oh, Before Altuve's home run landed, I had an edible in my mouth. 
<laughs> and then Scott just, and I recorded a podcast at like two o'clock in the morning. Ah, oh, that uh, it was worse. <laughs> so I just that's the amount the emotion from, like I said, one percent of the season left to I don't care about anything. I am the man. I wasn't even a part of this. I am so happy right now. Anything could happen. I'm not, I don't care. And then right after that, Altuve hits the home run, and then I'm back to worse than I was before that. It's just, yeah, I've never felt worse. If I was ever I'm a healthy 23-year-old boy. If I was ever going to have a heart attack, it was right there. So mm-hmm. I'm still kicking. <laughs> the thing about DJ is that it was just always him. Like, he was always the one doing those things. Mm-hmm. I remember when we went to game one of the playoffs and he got that double down the line. Like, it was just – you just had that feeling when he got up in a situation that it was going to happen. And you got used to it. You got dependent on it. And he never let us down. And that's, that's a, why I love him so much. Do either of you have his uh, ending batting average with – Runners in scoring yeah. position. It was over 400 oh, for a while. Um, it was over 400 for a while, but like I think it came down to under 400, but it was still like over 370, which is amazing. It's ridiculous. And um, we ended yeah. his regular batting average 327, which is. But it was even higher, I think, for yeah, runners in scoring. It. 389. 389. Wow. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's it's like people will say like clutch doesn't count. And like I do like analytics, but I do also think clutch matters because I think it's a human element to the sport. And some yeah. people, like their nuts shrivel up in a big moment. And yeah. mm-hmm. get, like A Rod, like all the talent in the world, but like he let the moments get to him. Derek yeah. Jeter had less talent than Alex Rodriguez, but he never let the moment get to him. So he never. performed. He performed in, in big situations, and I think Lemayhu has that. Like, oh, I'm just going to stay calm and do my thing. Yeah, he never he never wavers, and that's that's the good thing about him. It's because I genuinely think it's because he just does not give a shit. <laughs> like he just literally is like, I'm here to play baseball. He's almost like a robot. It's like there's no other setting to him. It's Do you just guys remember baseball hit? The there was a picture of them on their one of their flights. Yeah, and uh, we're, they were, we were just like, talking about it. Yeah. yeah, they were all in like the Hambino shirt, and then like, yeah. everyone's like, "Where's Lemayhu?" And then like you see a a guy in the back <laughs> of the plane, the back of his head. He's probably like looking over game footage. Yeah, he literally was just like, "No time for silly picture game." Yeah, I yeah. I focus on sport. The dude is a robot. Like everybody else having fun. He's literally facing the other way. Just there's no off switch with him. He just like. <laughs> He was going. I don't even. When was that? They were on their way to the London series. I think so. Okay. He was just yeah. getting ready for the series. He was. Looking it was either to or from. Yeah, it might have been yeah. to or from London. It might have been after when we won. More yeah. funny if it was after because he just we were all celebrating and he's just <laughs> doing absolutely nothing alone. Like that goes yeah. into the conversation a little bit about like does he even care about anything like money? Like he's a free agent this year. Like I, I know we just talked to. Hub. I still think he cares about money. <laughs> We just talked to Hubs, and he was t- saying how he d- thinks that if you like DJ, just wants enough to get food on the table, and then <laughs> well, that- he's got that already. <laughs> I, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying he's just get like because I was talking about I was doing the out of the park simulation, and they opened it up with like my tasks as GM. I have to resign DJ. I have to do whatever. Get a top eight farm league, whatever. He was asking for like thirty five million a year. <laughs> For like seven years, and I was actually caught off guard. I was like, "Is he like? Do, is this what's gonna happen next year?" So, so that's a good question, though. He's thirty-one now, yeah. so he'll be thirty-two next season when is when he's due for a new contract. Like, what would you, as a general manager, as a smart general manager, give him? 
So I ended up re-signing him in the in the simulation. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's like a pretty yeah. I've never used it, but I've yeah. Yeah, Brian Hoke is all over right now too. <laughs> he was doing it, but I ended up signing him. I knocked off a year or two because he wanted seven. So I did like five for twenty seven million. I think that was pretty fair. I'm not giving him that contract. <laughs> I, well, he wasn't re-signing it for, in the simulation at least for that. So I was just doing it for fun, but. So what would you end up saying? Because signing? here's the thing. If you give $27 million a year to DJ LeMahieu, then you're not going to be – you're going to have to not sign, like, yeah. Judge or Sanchez or yeah. – or like, I know the Yankees are going to go over the luxury tax and, like, they're made of money, but they're – like, Hal has a budget. Yep. So, and he's shown that. So I'm, I'll give LeMahieu four years, $80 million, so $20 million a year, but I'm not going over that. I don't know if he takes that though. Well, then let him walk. You'd be thirty-six at the end of that contract. I know, I know. I, I didn't want to sign him to that contract, but I wasn't going. That's all an eighty percent annual raise, too. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so biased because he legit might be my favorite player on the Yankees just based off of one year. I get it. I get it. And but I'm probably giving him like twenty-two, twenty-three if he asks a year, just because I, I need him for my sanity and the the benefits he provides like we were saying like in the infield and glaber's progression because like if he goes then who's playing second right yeah sure but also if you sign him to 20 plus million dollars then you're i mean tanaka's a free agent james paxton's a free agent yeah and we still need to extend judge there's there's a lot we need to do and glaber's 20 three years old right. there's definitely there's definitely reasons why your argument makes much more sense but i i hate to bring this up but i love bringing it up <laughs> <laughs> i really wish they did not do that john carlos stanton trade oh it I changes hate it. the entire roster construction if you don't have john carlos 30 million dollars on the books think about the fact that christian yelich also got traded like the week after they were asking for, for glaber though they were asking for glaber did they for years. for yelich yes. Yeah, they really? asked for Glaber. Okay, well, that makes me feel better. Um, I'm not even saying, like, go get Yelich or... Um, we didn't need to. Or uh, Ozuna, right? Because he was trading mm-hmm. he was in their outfield, too. That was a yep. nasty outfield. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they just went to waste. <laughs> and uh, But, like, if you don't have all that money with Giancarlo right now, it, like, you can sign LeMahieu for $25 million and then sign Judge for yeah. $30 million and sign, like, all these guys. But, like... yeah. Hal's not going to spend $370 million a year. He's just not going to do it. Especially after the Garrett Cole deal that just went down too. So it makes it interesting to see where, I mean, DJ LeMayu's domino is one that is going to tell the story of the way future free agencies and future resignings are going to be impacted because obviously Judge is in arbitration right now, but he's only making eight right now. He's going to get a ton more money. Honestly, he's going to make some of the most money up there with like guys, not like Trout, but... That's all dependent on if he, if he could stay healthy. That too. And I'm sure they'll – I hope they don't go to arbitration, but if they end up doing that, he's going to be – that's going to be talked about. But I think DJ's deal will be an indication of how, like, who they plan on keeping like in terms of the Tanakas and the Paxtons. I think they end up keeping Tanaka and leaving, letting Paxton walk just because of what Tanaka has done for us and how he's been consistent and all that. But I am interested to see – how much they do give DJ because there are so many contracts that are looming and 
like yeah. Matt, our Red Sox fan friend, he talks about it all the time. He's like, oh, you're going to eventually have to pay these guys. He's like, yeah, you're right. We'll figure that out when it comes. It's starting to creep up. So I don't know. I'm a little Especially con- because we just lost a year in all likelihood. Like whatever yeah. happens this year, yeah, there might be games, but it's not going to be a season. Yeah. So then it's like, yeah. okay, so they win like some tournament at the end of the year. Whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. is, which is interesting too because – if no season happens now, then the decision to re-sign DJ is based on last year. So it's literally what we're looking at right now and the decision, like what we're talking about right now, there's no extra information, you know? So And that's like, it's crucial for a guy like him, and especially when he's 31. Like you, yeah. we really need that season. Like this season was huge for him telling us what we had to do. Same thing for Paxton because Paxton started out bad and then caught it the second half of the season got pretty good. And now we really would could use another one with him to like see what we actually have with him. Yeah, yeah. I think it works in DJ's favor for leverage in a contract. But yeah. like for Paxton, I think it hurts because now mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to prove that he can pitch at least like four months healthy. Yeah. And now now it's just like, oh, you're an injury guy. Like you're always injured. Like I'm not signing you. Yeah. Um, whereas Lemayhew can be like, well, you don't have a second baseman, and I just put up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look what I did. For you, so. Yeah, and there's no, other, there's no other guy who would be like our leadoff guy. Like, who else can you see leading off? I mean, he, he's the prototypical, prototypical perfect leadoff guy for us. He may not be as fast as a normal leadoff guy, but he gets on base at 327 batting average. Like, he just is so good, and he's always been consistent. Gets on base whenever he needs to. He's clutch. All that. I mean, if he walks, like we we need somebody like that to be in the leadoff position. He's just so different from other players on the team too, because he's not a power first guy, you know, he's a good like Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing we have going. I, I, that's why I think he's more important to this team. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like less concerned with lineup construction over the last few years. Like I'm kind of a proponent of just get your good hitters up as most times as you can. So yeah, I mean, LeMahieu lead off is great, but if, if he's gone, like they'd probably honestly probably put Hicks there. If Hicks yeah. is playing. That's Something what I was like thinking. That. Just like an on base guy. Honestly, like Urshela. Like, yeah, just someone, someone who can get on base so Judge hopefully yeah. hits a two run home run. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of been the structure of our offense yeah. for the past few seasons. See, now I, I might disagree a little bit, though, because I kind of hated that in the playoffs because we actually went through a stretch where if LeMahieu, Judge, or Glaber didn't do it, we have to wait till they get back up. Like, yeah, that's how. I mean, that's how games like three through awful. awful. And they kept him batting fourth for like all the way up until like the middle of the ALCS. Stanton actually had to be wearing rollerblades in the box. Like <laughs> he was so bad. What are you talking about? I didn't see him play. He took himself out. <laughs> right. Yeah, that too. But I, I hate, I don't like him. He pissed me off. And I was so high on him like halfway through last year. And I was like, there's no way you don't start Stanton when he gets back. But now I the guy pisses me off so much. He just I has mean, no idea. I still idea. agree with that though. If he's if he's healthy, you, you have to. You have, have to. to. Yeah, but I hate that we have to do that. I yeah. hate the obligation. Yeah. But in, in, back to DJ a little bit. He was in the running for batting title MVP. What do we think we can expect out of him going forward next year? I mean, whatever happens this year, obviously the the home run numbers might be smaller. It won't be comparable, but batting average will be comparable. So, like, what do we do you expect him to? get the same or higher batting average? He would have been the first player in history to win a batting title in both leagues. Yeah, that sucks. Tim Anderson Tim just Anderson. pissed me off. He just popped out of nowhere because he just had enough at-bats. 
it goes by at bats, right? Not games. Well, uh, well, Mayhew well, and yeah, you got to qualify. You have to qualify. Yeah, they both qualified for it. It was just Urshela that didn't. Yeah, because he was on the cusp, and Anderson wasn't on the list until the end because he just qualified. So we weren't even. I wasn't paying attention to him. I saw like Geo and DJ in the race, and I was like, "Oh, it's a two-headed race. Both on the Yankees. We're gonna get one at least." And then Tim Anderson just pops out of nowhere. We're like, "What just happened?" <laughs> kind of like Rookie of the Year when Otani just took it from Glaber and Andahar, which was that's bullshit. a whole different. Story. That's, Still not over that. Yeah. That's what so. You look at Lemayhew's last three seasons. And he had a 136 WRC plus with the Yankees and then an 87 and a 94 the previous two years. So he's below league average offensive player the previous two years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I love <laughs> LeMahieu and I think he's great. But if, he, if he's a 105 WRC plus next year, are we going to be like, whoa, this came out of nowhere? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, then you look back a year prior to that in 2016. 130. He, 130? Yeah. That's yeah. when he won the batting title. Yeah. Three, so every three, three years, he puts up a 130-something <laughs> WRC+. Plus. So yeah. 2022. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> on the Yankees. We were just talking about resigning. <laughs> but I don't know. I think... I mean, yeah, you just threw me for a loop there. I was thinking <laughs> that he was just the most consistent player ever. But now... I know. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what we watched him every day. And he was consistent as anyone I've ever seen. But because what he's going to do is... He's, I think he will be a... A better than league average, better than league average offensive player. A guy who we love to have up with runners in scoring position, and then a phenomenal defensive second baseman, and that'll all add up to like a three win season, which is great. Yeah, and he's also like a Swiss Army knife too, because that's the another part I love about him, because he was able to play every position last year, which was great. Like he, if you need anybody else to get a day off, like he can play first base, he can play third, he probably could play short. Did he ever play short? No, he probably no. That's the only place he doesn't. I feel like he could, though. You could play every other position. I mean, no, because short's the hardest in the infield by far. Would you consider him a better defender than Glaber? At, at what he stop? does, I have no not problem. at shortstop. Yeah, at second. I feel like if he's a better defender there, then it may translate. Definitely not. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. the hardest throw to make in the infield. It's the most range needed. I guess so. <laughs> I see what you're I saying, think, though. Like, you know, if he's a better defender, <laughs> then I feel like it could translate to him being a better shortstop. I mean, no, I don't know. When I played, I don't think it. I mean, I played at a very le- lower level than where they're at right now. Yeah. But I, didn't, I, I didn't see uh, that big a difference. <laughs> you just compare yourself to I am you know, Mayhew and Glaber Torres. <laughs> you literally have slow hands on our intramural softball team. You're not even I'm good. The at, best intramural softball player out there. Your double play turn is so slow. I, they got turned, did they not? Not really. They're sixty, 10 feet bases. It makes Regardless. it that much harder. People are running, and it's harder to turn double play. So in turn, mm-hmm. I have the quickest hands you've ever seen. Like, if it's a 17-inning game and everyone's hurt and LeMahieu needs to play shortstop, like, fine. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. But he's not – I don't think he can play. Not there. a shortstop. Yeah, no. I agree. I don't know. But I think that we'll see another productive left, season. So. <laughs> I, I, I feel like positions don't matter anymore. Miggy's in left. Who knows? Mike Ford's pitching. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the furthest thing from the truth. Positions don't matter. But I think that we're going to see another consistent season from DJ to kind of wrap up this in a nutshell. Yeah, and he is the most Joe Random, boring interview guy in the world, and that is the funniest thing in the world. And to end this episode, why don't you read a few of those quotes you found from yeah. that, that interview? Andrew, have you ever seen this? It's, it's like a look into the life of DJ the Mayhew. 
Oh, I think I think I might have. I think I might have. Yeah. It's so funny. They just ask him questions, and he just is talking about how bad he is at this. Yeah, like I think he, I think Scott and I talked about this at some point. Yeah, it, it was, was so funny. Fun. Like, who's your favorite? In 2013, you said your favorite artist was Katy Perry. Is that still the case? You know what? <laughs> no, I've moved on from her. Has she been replaced? Yeah, I like T Swift. Do you have any favorite songs? I don't know. I don't like her new stuff as much. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just so. I mean, there's no chance LeMahieu listens to music. No. I, I'm I telling you, that, you goes, just, that goes hand in hand with you. He doesn't like money, so I, I don't know. I think we sign him for nothing. I'm just jumping around, but he's a guy that, he's a guy that puts headphones in on a plane just so no one talks to him. But there's nothing yeah. music on. No, music, no, nothing, no podcast, yeah. nothing. <laughs> I I, I, I want to get him to listen to this. We got we got to get him to listen to this because be maybe yeah, he'll give us one of those boring interviews. Yeah, if we got him on here, that would be he would just be <laughs> he would be doing shit like that. It'd be so funny. Like what so yeah. how do you think last season went? It went well. Yeah. Like it was good. <laughs> yeah. That's like a one guy. It's like that's an impossible interview because you're obviously gonna try and get him to like come out and like say something fun like funny or like interesting about himself, but he's He's not going to do it. No. And like, if you talk about baseball, he's just going to give cookie cutter answers. So that's yeah. going to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he like admits that he's not good at it. So that makes it even worse too. He's like, yeah, I'm just not good at this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm so intrigued by it. I just, I, I will listen to him talk. Like judge will pour his heart on an interview and people could rave about the interview. And I'm still going to Mayhew's first just to watch him say nothing. Cause I'm fascinated by how good he is at doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Would you feel that way if he was a 271 hitter? No, not at all. Probably wouldn't care. I, I, I don't think we would make this episode. I think Kulowitzki <laughs> would still be starting at second if that's the case. Right. Who knows? Imagine what like, alternate universe. What, what would a Yankees lineup look like if Kulowitzki ended up being the starting? Well, he wouldn't be on the field because he's injured every other time, every other day. And we wouldn't have won that many games. No, I mean, obviously, I'm just saying, what is. Did Tulo? Didn't he get injured in his second game? Yeah, pretty sure. And then retired. That, that, so that's crazy. If he doesn't get injured, then DJ LeMahieu doesn't have a season. He doesn't probably play that much. He's probably just a platoon guy. Just gets a little like a like a like random start here and there. And that's just, no. I think they would have realized very quickly that DJ LeMahieu was much better than well, what was say, left to Troy Tulowitzki. Let's say Tulo ends up playing, and then he plays decent enough to keep LeMahieu down. Who knows? Because the numbers we were looking at before that, LeMayu batted 276 the year prior. So, and like, like Andrew was saying, the numbers weren't like, ex, like extraordinary. So if, I don't know, this is, this is a... This yeah, you're, you're getting... Scenario you're, that I'm painting. You're, you're, you're falling <laughs> off the wagon, dude. <laughs> All right, that's going to end this episode. <laughs> we're sounding dumber as we continue. But anyway, any closing comments about our boy DJ? I love you. That's it. <laughs> I'll say that head. a bet that Scott never discusses, but I won, was that Troy Tulowitzki would have 50 at-bats. I took the under. He took the over. And what did it end up at? 12? <laughs> yeah, seven maybe. <laughs> the under smashed. You got injured All the right, first home. Andrew, and how about this? How about we make a bet? I'll, let, I'll even let you make the terms. Let's make a DJ LeMahieu bet. Well, okay, but like, there's like so many wild cards here because – Oh, yeah, because we're playing half a season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it might not even be a, a season. It might be like a tournament. It might be the friggin' Grapefruit League. Yeah. 
I guess, yeah, <laughs> a ton of contingencies here. So table that. Table. I don't know how we would make a bet. No, we'll come back maybe to the next 162 game season. <laughs> maybe something with like a, a pro rata calculation that scooches it down to whatever we end up getting. Yeah, once we figure that out. All right. Anyway, tune in next time to find out what other player we talk nonsense about. So catch you, <laughs> catch you guys later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I with all the